up, fuckers? It's us again. Back again with another episode of uh, the Mandalorian minis. Uh, this week we are going to be discussing chapter three, the sin, and chapter four, the sanctuary. Uh, I'm your host Andy Yeager. With me is always my co-host Dingley. Sup? Um, let's dive right in. Chapter three. So we were left off chapter two with uh, the Mandalorian. Handing over Baby Yoda. Finding out Baby Yoda was force sensitive. And then him taking him back to uh, the buyer. So chapter three takes off from him dropping off or taking the baby to the buyer. Werner Herzog, I guess is the actor. Is he part of the Empire? I don't know. We don't know that. Uh, But he's the guy that had the stormtroopers around him. Right, right. Um, So he takes the baby there. Uh, he's a little uneasy about the whole ordeal, you can tell. Total regret. Well, he drops him off, uh, gets paid, and then asks the uh, the, the guy. guy yeah. What are you going to do with him? And they they bring up the code, like the code the of guild. the guild. Yeah. You're not supposed to ask questions. Yep. Who cares? So that's like that. our first sign that the Mandalorian is starting to show... A little bit of emotion. Uh, he's starting to... Obviously, you know, the past couple episodes, he's shown that he does kind of care about the baby. Or he's, like, curious about the baby. But at this point, he's asking what's going to happen to him. And then when they say, don't ask any questions, against the guild, whatever, he leaves with his money. He goes back to the, uh, the bounty... Or no, he goes back to the Mandalorians and gets yes. new armor. Yeah. Fucking sweet armor. They get, they also He's a get showstopper. Him. Right. They also he gets into a scuffle with another Mandalorian about where he got the credits. Paz Vizla. Is that how you pronounce it? Maybe. Paz Vizla. Vila. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Voiced by John Favreau. Yes. That doesn't matter either. That does matter. He's been in all three episodes. Does not matter. Um. They get into a little scuffle, and it looks like when they're fighting, they're just trying to take each other's mask off. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, it looks like they're just trying to rip each other's masks off, which I think may be like a uh, sign of disrespect or just like a shame. Pretty much, I think it... Because they weren't trying to kill each other. All right, not to jump into Chapter 4, but they do say if your helmet gets ripped off, then you can no longer wear it. Yeah. Okay. We'll get not to, to jump to that. You did. You Back did, to you did jump. You did jump. But the, I you, said you, not. I'd... Well, but some of these people probably think that he dies in this episode. Fuck them. They should watch it by now. Yeah, they should have watched it three times. Uh, but yeah, they're the way they're they're wrestling. They're like they are fighting, but they're not. It's not. Uh, they're not like taking fatal blows. They're not trying to kill each other. You can tell that. It's similar yeah. to like if you and I were going to wrestle, and I was going to take your underwear, rip it over your head. Like a atomic wedgie. You would never be able to do that. <laughs> Any hazard. He gets the new armor. He gets some special weapon weapons called whistling birds. Whistling birds, yeah. Whistling birds. Those would be a nice touch, he says. And then he goes to get another bounty. He goes back to Carl Weathers' character. Let me stop you there. Uh, Go ahead. They, they are talking a lot about the foundlings and how they are trying to give back to them uh, because they are the future mm-hmm. of the Mandalorians. So he's saving some of those whistling birds or whatever for 
for them no, too. No, he was going to give the extra credits to the foundlings. Also, those two. The whistling birds. Yep. He mentioned, they mentioned that. The whistling birds are those weapons. I know. He's, he said something about, or they said that they're very rare. And I'm pretty sure that he mentioned save some for them. And he was like, or they were like, this is the way. This is the way. Yes. Yes. Okay. Fine. Uh, he goes back to Carl Weathers. He asks him what's going to happen to the baby. Or the kid is what he calls him. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to the kid? And he just tells him to not ask any questions. And he tells him to go to basically like a strip club with the Twi'lek yeah. species girls. Uh, Gross. And then he just gets pissed off. And he leaves with his new bounty. But when he gets in his ship... He has like a like a come to Jesus moment where he decides, you know what, I'm gonna go get the kid. And yeah. he turns all of his shit off. When that happened in the episode, I was fucking jazzed. He's, I knew what he's gonna do. He saw that little shifter knob and he screwed mm-hmm. it back on. He's like, nope. Yep. Yeah. He went and got him. So he goes back to where he dropped the baby Yoda off. They he works his way into the compound, fights a shitload of stormtroopers. Kills them all, pretty much. Yeah, pretty sweet. This is just quick synopsis, so we're missing a lot of details here. Those birds he used, too. He fights fights his way through. He gets to the baby Yoda, and there's a doctor in there, and the doctor says, I'm the only one who... I'm the reason he's still alive. But you don't really know what they're doing with that baby. I've got some theories. We can talk about that after this. Um, He gets to the baby. He gets out of there. He fights. He ends up getting cornered by four stormtroopers. Uses the whistling birds, kills them all in one swoop. Uh, works his way out of the compound, and then at that point, all the bounty hunters that were uh, with Carl Weathers' character, they all have little beacons that show that there's tracking a new bounty, the and they're tracking that baby, tracking him. And he has uh, a big showdown where he fights a bunch of them. Starts using his disintegrator, starts using his flamethrower. Mm-hmm. He roasts a stormtrooper. I that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Wasted it all on him though. He's just fighting all these guys, just trying to work his way out of the town, risking his life. Uh, out of nowhere, the rest of the Mandalorians drop into town with their jetpacks, which was kick ass, awesome, and just fuck up the rest of the bounty hunters, just kill them all. Yeah. Except for Carl Weathers, they get. He ends up escaping town. He gets back to his ship, and Carl Weathers is there. What's Carl Weathers' character's name? Do we know? I'm not sure. I don't know it either. He's there. He's ready to take the baby. Uh, the bounty hunter, or Mandalorian, does not kill him. Uh, he distracts him and shoots him. Shoots him in that steel. But there's credits in his pocket, and the Mandalorian knew there's credits in his pocket. And he shot him right there, stunning him, and he takes off. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode. Didn't want to kill him. That's what I'm thinking, too. Could have been an accident, but I don't think it was. I don't think so. Either. Let's let's talk about that episode. Like that's that's basically the, the you know that's the gist of it. Yeah, chapter three is just you know sailing away. I got a lot of John Wick vibes, especially when he was going through the compound, kicking ass. You get to see what he's capable of doing. Like sometimes, from what we've seen in the show, especially when he was fighting like that Mudhorn and when he was. Uh, getting trampled by like those piranha dinosaur things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always seem capable, but when he was going in to get the baby, he, he was unstoppable. Yeah, 
Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of actual talking in it. No, not really. I, I definitely got the John Wick vibe. Yeah, he's just he, he like there's there's a moment where he uh, he shoots one stormtrooper, another one comes in and he just punches him, knocks him on the ground, and then when he's walking away, he just shoots him like he yeah. makes sure he's dead. Little headshot. That is John Wick mm-hmm. to a fucking T. Um, but yeah, uh, you don't get a whole lot of Yo- Baby Yoda. He's there, but he's just. He's wrapped up in a blanket, so he's not really... Yeah. There's a bond there. Too much. There's a bond there between him and the Mandalorian that we don't know what his purpose is. We don't know what they wanted with him, um, but really... They wanted to kill him, originally. They wanted to do whatever that uh, professor or doctor or whatever he was, do research on him, and then uh, kill him. Well, so there's theories out there that he might be... Uh, they might be trying to extract his DNA so they can clone him. Yeah. Which is why that Camino guy was there, which is the cloning place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, we, I'm sure we'll find that out eventually. But what do you think of the episode as a whole? I, it's my favorite of the series so far. I think so, too. And that's including episode four. I liked episode four, but episode three was better. Yeah. There was a lot more action in it. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was just... it was When the Mandalorians flew in with their jetpacks... Holy shit. I didn't even know what was happening at first. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Oh, it's and then you, you get the picture, and it's just amazing. They were just fucking shit up. Uh-huh. And it was like, it's the best that those uh, type of characters in Star Wars have looked. Yeah. It might, that honestly might be like, that might be one of the better scenes in Star Wars at the, up until this point, out of all the movies all the shows, anything. Them flying up over the buildings and just coming down. Because mm-hmm. you've seen Boba Fett and you've seen Jango Fett. They've never done anything that cool. Yeah. Those guys suck ass. But in that in this in this episode, they, I mean that was that was some fucking high quality T V. Especially whenever Mondo was flying away and then uh what's his name? Pez Vizla comes up and he's gives him the the little right. salute this he's like oh I gotta get me one of those. They were the guys. They were the guys fighting in whenever he went to go get his new armor. Yeah. And then he's the one that came and saved them. Yep. Because they're not. What? Are, they're supposed to only send one up, one up at a time. I have no idea how that works. I don't know either. But they did make a comment where they were saying they were gonna have to relocate. Yeah. They gotta move. And he said, "This is the way." Yep. This fucking, is the fucking way. Sick, dude. I like that a lot. Um. Yeah, we don't know much about the Mandalorians. I, I know you can get some more exposition on them from Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, and the Reb- Maybe Rebels. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I'm just season one. All right, I'm in season two now, actually. I was just seeing most of that on Clone Wars. But, um, yeah, so that's the end of chapter three. He's got Baby Yoda. Chapter four takes off where he's trying to find place to hide i guess just lie low for a little bit mm-hmm. trying to find a planet with nothing on he lands on a planet um let's start this episode over so they yeah i was i was figuring you were going to take a pause there well there's there's a raid on um this planet it's just the cold opening of the show there's a raid on the planet where uh it's just these like fishermen living in this village and out of nowhere, just um, some kind of army starts attacking them, 
and they all run. And a woman and her daughter hide in one of the ponds. They get they end up surviving and everything is fine. And then the episode starts and the Mandalorian shows up on the planet with the baby Yoda. And they're just gonna lie low for a while, gather their bearings, and uh, and then you know move on from there. What ends up happening is a, a, a couple people end up finding them, and they take them back to like their uh, village, and ask them you know like for help uh, protecting them. They're gonna pay them what they have. Uh, but he comes across another bounty hunter in the meantime, Cara Dune, uh, played by, what's her name, Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's there as well. He knows something about her. And they get into a fight in this bar. And she kicks the living shit out of him. She really does. Outside of the bar. Yeah, somewhat. He, he held his own. He held his own, but she really, she stomped, she stomped him a couple times. Yeah. Uh... It was pretty cool, though. They were in the bar and everything. He's like, who is that and how long has she been here? Mm-hmm. And then she disappears. And then that's where everything breaks out to where he goes and fights her. And then the fight breaks out. Oh, yeah. Baby Yoda pretty much breaks it up, but he's just sipping soup. Oh, my God. The cutest the biggest, damn thing. The biggest meme of December 2019, Baby Yoda sipping soup. Yep. Uh, it's a new Kermit drinking tea meme. A little broth. Uh-huh. So after that, she says, I was here first. You gotta leave. So he goes back to his ship. He's working on the ship. And then these two guys come up from this forest planet. And they're like, hey, we need your help to uh, get rid of... Uh, what the fuck are they called? Clat... Clatunians? They don't... They Whatever don't, fucking dog faces they are. They don't They don't uh, give them a name in the show, I don't think. Rated by Clatunian thugs. Okay. So I have that, okay? And they were trying to figure out, or trying to get the Mandalorian Mondo to come back and help them. I don't think it's Mondo. I think it's Mando. Mando. Whatever. Mandalorian. Yes. Fuck you. (laughs) So he's like, how much do you have? Uh, And they say, blah, 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 however much. He said, that's not enough. But then they mention how they're going to a part of their planet that is just nothing. So he's like, oh, that sounds good. So he goes on that, tracks down uh, Car- Dune. Cardoon. Mm-hmm. And asks for her help. She goes and helps. And it's just a story from there. Well, then from there, they uh, they figure out what they're kind of up against. Yep. They realize that they're... They, they realize that they're up against an ATST. Didn't know that at first, though, or they wouldn't take the job. Exactly. They're, wa- you know, the walkers. If you're unfamiliar, they're the Imperial walkers. Yeah. Um, they kind of look like T-Rexes, but a robot. Uh, they're pretty sweet. They are fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they come back. They're ready to just ditch out on the job. But they decide to uh, train the people that live on this planet to fight back. And they kind of lead the charge. So they decide that they're going to take care of the ATST while everybody else takes care of the soldiers. And that's all good. So, Mandalorian, Cara Dune set off for the camp. Take out a shitload of guards. A lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. A lot of killing. Yep. As they're leaving this hut that they just blew up. Trying to lure him back to the village. Mm-hmm. They see in the fucking forest 
the like red glowing eyes of this ATST, and it chases them through the forest back to where they were. Fight ensues. Uh, they end up taking it down. They end up killing all the bad guys. I'm mm-hmm. skipping over things, but you need to watch the fucking show by this point. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you have. Fight ensues. Everybody that is important survives. After that, they win. The other guys. The run dog off. faces run off. Mm-hmm. And then it's just cheers and everything. But after that, it kind of jumps. I don't know if it's like five days later. Yeah, it's a couple days later. Yeah. But the Mandalorian's wanting to have Baby Yoda stay because he thinks it's the safest place for him. Nobody knows it's there. Turns out there's a bounty hunter that is stalking them. Still tracking him. About shot Baby Yoda, but Dune comes up, shoots him in the back, and basically says that he's still not safe here. Mm-hmm. And she dips out, Mandalorian takes Baby Yoda, and they go their separate ways. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, did you did you like that episode? That episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, by the way. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I formerly known as the star of uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, and yes. I think that's a big. Did you notice in that episode? Did you get some like, like Jurassic Jurassic World yeah. vibes mm-hmm. when they were running through the forest with that ATST chasing them? It looked like a fucking T Rex. I would have never guessed that she was a director. I don't think she's a she's big like time. She's the director. second female direct, like the biggest female director. Uh, what else did she direct? Well, I didn't write that down. I, I I mean, I don't know. She's So, episode one is directed by Deborah Chow. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, this one, Bryce Dallas Howard. She, uh, I got, I mean, it was almost like an homage to Jurassic World, I thought. But there's also, there, there's uh, elements of like, uh, Magnificent Seven? Is it Magnificent Seven? The, the Western... No, that's ridiculous. Six, <laughs> magnificent seven, uh, where okay. they they you know no, this eight. village this eight. village hires uh, outlaws and bounty hunters to like help protect them. That's kind of what the vibe I got from that. Yeah, there's only two of them, oh, yeah. but they kicked the shit out of those guys. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, and yeah, I, almost we, all of them died. We got to see Cara Dune, which we've not. Been introduced to her. And she's been on the main. Screen, she's on the main screen. But, yeah. So this. is IG Eleven, the guy from or the robot from the episode one. Yeah. Or chapter one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's gonna play a bigger role. Eventually. I, would, I, th- I think so too. And I it, always wondered who the fuck she was because she hasn't been in one through three. Well, it kind of seems like they're like he's building allies. I think so. Yeah. And I think that's where it's gonna end up at the end of the season, where he's gonna have all these. Guys that have helped him along the way, they're just going to stand by him, and something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what. I don't know who they're going to fight, but you got Cardoon. You got IG-11. I think he's going to be rebuilt by that Ugnaught. I think that's... Probably. I think that's going to happen. The Ugnaught's an ally. I think even Carl Weathers is an ally. He got shot, but he got shot in a spot that he knew, the Mandalorian knew he wasn't going to die. Yeah, now he knows. He's like, he could have killed me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um... And maybe even that like heavy trooper Mandalorian guy, the one voiced by John Favreau, may play a bigger role later too. We I don't think know. so too. I don't know about the IG Eleven though, because he's voiced by the same person. I think the Mandalorian uh, Paz Vizsla or whatever. I think he's going to take that place. I don't think that robot's coming back. 
that I think that robot's coming back because Taika Waititi is directing the last episode of the season. Well, I guess. And he voiced that robot. Yeah, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you can make another appearance. There's also... This is where we're going to get into little rumors. Uh, This is what I've picked up past couple weeks. So there's rumors that Obi-Wan Kenobi might show up in this. Not like current day Mandalorian, but it's going to be a flashback. So there's a scene, I think it's in chapter 3, where uh, the Mandalorian's like, he's got a flashback of him as a kid and he gets thrown down in a bunker. His parents put him down there and then they get killed. Mm-hmm. And then you see the bunker like open up and a droid is right there, ready right. to kill him. People are saying that Obi-Wan Kenobi is the one who came and saved him. Hmm. Which would be Ian McGregor. Where'd they get this info? It's just rumors. All this shit's fucking rumors. Well, yeah. But that would be sick. If he showed up in like a flashback scene. And he's the reason the Mandalorian's still alive. That shit, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. The director of Chapter 3, Deborah Chow, is directing Kenobi. The series. Disney Plus series. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you love that theory or do you hate that theory? I'm not fully with it. Well, okay, so... The raid on Mandalore was originally thought to be uh, done by, like, stormtroopers. They show it in the show that it was droids that did it. So it was the supremacy. This is very nerdy Star Wars shit. But it was it was before Order 66. Or maybe it was right after. I have no idea. But there's a reason that, like, nobody in the show likes droids. Mm-hmm. Because they don't trust them. Because the droids turned on them. Killed a lot of people. And, like, that attack on Mandalore, there was a super battle droid ready to kill that kid. Something killed it. They think it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or people are saying it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Was how, how was this? This was set how many years? Wasn't it before New Hope? This show is set five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Now, the attack on Mandalore was 15 years before A New Hope. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi would have been five years after Revenge of the Sith. But after Order 66, Obi-Wan Kenobi's on the run, Yoda's on the run. People are saying that Obi-Wan Kenobi's the one that came to Mandalore and saved the Mandalorians. Because they were being attacked. You see that in flashbacks. What if it's Luke? He's too young. He's just a kid. This this would have been Mm -hmm. 15 years before New Hope, before Luke even had a lightsaber. Uh, so what for you speed racing well he's a kid <laughs> well he's still speed racing he's fucking hunting for that blue milk okay go on that's all I got I mean I don't, I don't have much else I, I think it's I think I think the show is like I don't know where it's going and I do like every episode seems to be self contained nah. so it's hard to track where the show is actually going at this point. We don't know. Because even like chapter 3 was self-contained. I almost wonder if they're just not even trying to tie anything in. Well, I mean, there's a storyline going on, but I just don't know. I don't know how to follow it. I don't know. Because they haven't said too much. Well, there's no way of knowing where they're going next because after this last episode, chapter 4, they're just going to be leaving that planet. Where are they going? You have no idea. Who are, who's following them? You don't know. Right. They haven't given you any answers, but the way that 
the show is kind of drawing you in is every episode seems to be leaning on some kind of cliffhanger. Like, you want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good theory. Uh, you got anything else on this? I, I mean, I'm pretty much tapped. Nah. You wrote a lot of stuff down. Well, I didn't write too much down. I mean, Bryce Ellis Howard. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ron Howard's father. Direct yeah, solo. That's true. I mean... Alright, no, well, that's the uh, that's the end of the Mandalorian Mini. We'll see you guys back in two weeks. Uh, be sure to listen to our regular podcast, Couch Co-op, uh, where this week we're discussing Pocahontas for Sega Genesis. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Yeager. I'm Dingle. See you next time. <laughs>